What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Sam Claiborne, 501, and Brian Altano. Brrah! Just like my favorite brand of blue jeans. 501? Yeah. I can't name any others. Uh, yeah, actually. <laughs> Juicy? Is that one? Is that number <laughs> <laughs> Why did you go there? <laughs> is instead that number two? <laughs> instead of just like Gap? <laughs> <laughs> We've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about... Gene uh, Scoop. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but Gene uh, with the G, like the like DNA. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we're gonna re- flip through uh, the October 1998 issue of Electronic Gaming Monthly. Mm. Let's do that first. I had that issue. But first, no. <laughs> <laughs> this week we got our first official mention from Sony of the next PlayStation. Yep. They didn't call it the PlayStation Five, but they mentioned next-gen hardware. Shocking news. It was Sony CEO Kenichiro Yoshida. Probably He's totally exasperated. Probably when you're saying this. Probably no relation to Shuhei, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, but his quote this week uh, was that, at the, he says, at this point, what I can say is it is necessary to have a next generation hardware. And I thought his choice of words was yeah. interesting. Yeah, agreed, weird, right? What does that mean? Necessary. I mean, it's essential. obviously we're getting one, but what, right. in his like financial terms, does they need that huge influx of cash? Mm-hmm. Like, what does that mean? I, yeah. Well, yeah, that, and I think it's all it's also cementing the fact that this won't be some like nebulous... Mm streaming cloud device this will be a a box that plays video games which is awesome because maybe both maybe both but Um, but not not just one of them yeah i don't i don't read too much into the necessary thing i mean it's translated from japanese to english and you know it's just like we're making another one don't worry about it (laughs) ask ask me again in 12 months i'll have more to say Mm -hmm. and it's it's cool that this happening in a week in which uh, people are playing assassin's creed a game Mm -hmm. that just came out Mm -hmm. on their browsers in japan like that's insane and apparently it works really well. And on their Switches. Yeah, and on their Switches yeah. as well. Same company that did the Resident Evil 7 port to Switch, yep. so, which I heard didn't work as well. So you're talking about uh, the testing of mm-hmm. Google's streaming like In game Chrome, service. you can just play Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and it looks pretty good. Yeah. And it doesn't have the hitching that we'd expect and stuff like that. I mean, that's like, you know, that should be, as we've been saying for, what, 15 years, the death knell for consoles is once we can just stream games but it's never really worked right Mm -hmm. i hear this one's working pretty well yeah that's that seems to be the big theme of of next gen consoles is that streaming is going to be at least if it's not you know the only way to play games it's going to be a much larger way of playing games this has been playstation now for a long time now Mm -hmm. which people kind of forget about like this isn't some future tech right like you've been able to play old playstation games streaming over the internet you know for a while yeah um but uh but for it to be a new contemporary, like big AAA game, like that's that's where we're getting into like kind of like future tech territory. Yeah. Although mm-hmm. the future is now. That is that's actually true. And the Switch still uses cartridges. <laughs> yeah. Which I prefer. Except don't taste. I'm them. Not making fun of it. They are streaming new AAA games to the Switch in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but they did that with Resident Evil Seven yeah. earlier this year. Yeah. I have a feeling we'll see more of that. Um, we haven't seen it here yet, though, which is weird, or at least yeah. specifically for Switch. Yeah. Um, obviously, the internet connection stuff all over the world is mm-hmm. still a big barrier for entry for people. And America in particular. In, yeah, totally. Slow. Um, and I think that's interesting because it's leading a lot of people to continue to buy physical copies of games, but even that is not necessarily a guarantee that you won't mm-hmm. be you know, stifled with some 50-gig day one download or, you know. Yeah, I think um, internet speeds in America are slow enough or unreliable enough, like it can't consistently be fast enough day in, day out in every every state in the country that we're never, there's, 
the PlayStation Five and next Xbox aren't going to be streaming only or streaming first. They can't be, and, because and you wouldn't buy them for that because you can do it in a browser. So why would you buy a separate box? To yeah, that? so that's that's the big takeaway from the streaming stuff to me is it, it democratizes democratizes video games in such a way that you don't have to have a five hundred dollar mm-hmm. box. You don't have to make that upfront investment to play the next big Assassin's Creed game mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe Call of Duty or FIFA or Madden or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, we are gamers, and most people listening to the show are hardcore gamers. So we just accept, you know, every five years I got to plunk down this money on a yeah. PlayStation. But, like, that's We're a... We're usually happy to do that. We get very excited. I yeah, love but I mean, like, that. that's uh, that's to, to remove that yeah. requirement is, yeah. like, a really, really big deal for video games becoming more, you know, broad in the way that movies are. Well, Microsoft is heading in that direction, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd say, in in. Certain Sort of, I, in in many ways, devaluing their own console line by saying, "Hey, you can play Forza through Game Pass. You can also play it on your PC. You'll yeah. be able to stream it on a on a Google tablet or something like that. Play it in a browser eventually." Whereas I think Sony is very much just like, "These are PlayStation exclusives, and these are PlayStation games, and you play them on PlayStation. You yeah. son of a bitch." <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I love that, yeah. too, because they mean, sell really well, so it's working out. Game Pass is amazing, by yeah. the way. It's, yeah. You get two weeks free, and like, so I signed up for my two-week trial, and I played all of Forza Horizon 4 that I wanted in that two weeks. And I'm like, okay, I don't understand how this makes sense mm-hmm. for anyone from like a business standpoint. I got a three-month subscription for like ten, tw- yeah. 10 bucks or something. Well, yeah, I mean, that's not well, that was like a sale with super from, dodgeball? you know, Amazon or wherever, mm-hmm. but... The flickering is on purpose, apparently. Uh, yeah. All this stuff lines up with the, the rumor about the next Xbox was that it was going to come in two flavors. Like, exactly. you know, the big four or $500 box that's more traditional, and then the slimmed down, you know, box that really relied heavily on streaming. Right. So we don't know. It's all still rumors, but now Microsoft's doing it, and, uh, or excuse me, uh, Google's doing it. So, yeah. man, PlayStation, all they have to do is do the exact same thing again with a more powerful console because yeah. they really. Everybody else is getting goofy and trying experiments around them, but if they just become the best-looking console every couple of years, then like they'll be fine. I don't know. Mic- Microsoft kinda, started this generation gimmicky. Well, Microsoft I, I, started this generation trying to reinvent the wheel and oh. saying like, "Oh, it's online, and you know, no yeah. more game sharing." Connect. And, yeah, and everyone was like, "No, yeah. no thanks." And yeah. it took them about a year and a half to sort of reclaim their footing a little bit. Yeah, so. but now people are kind of coming around and being like, "Well." Maybe Microsoft's vision wasn't so bad to begin with. That's true. Like, uh, particularly when you have a really good value proposition with something like Game Pass. Like, the reason I say, I'm like, I don't think Sony can just like, okay, here's the PlayStation Five. It's the four, but better is uh, is services like Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. if Microsoft, you know, and you see EA doing it with. Uh, What's their service called? Their subscription service? Yeah, uh, yeah, Ac- er, yeah. Access? Play yeah. Access? Yeah. It's called Play. That's their E3 right? thing. Um, oh, that's right. Access. In any case, everyone's trying to be the Netflix for video games. And whichever yeah. company can sort of establish the most foothold there, if Microsoft can say, we have a million people giving us 10 bucks a month and they get access to this library of games right. and the games come and go. But why, well, that's, you, that's why a, do you need a new console to do that? Well, well you, you don't. don't that's what I'm saying. That's, that's why Sony... That's the vector in my mind by which Sony could end up being left behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think had they come out the gate when we first at that first E3 for the Xbox One, the one that sort of became their downfall for a while, yeah. had they come out the gate and said we have this thing called Game Pass, and for ten bucks a month you can play all our first party games, people would have been like, oh my god, yeah, sign yeah. me up. Instead, they were like, you can't give your friends games anymore, and you yeah. always have to be online. Totally. Everyone was like, what? And they're like, yeah. you'll love sports when you yeah. yell at your television, and people were like, what are you doing? Yeah. But they they found that you know they found their their place. So. Do you think Sony could just put out a switch? Because like if if we really like a portable system and they say they're not going to do another handheld, mm-hmm. 
uh, the the kind of the, the yeah. port the convergence of handheld and and television is like my favorite thing right now. I, I agree. I think we all love that. I agree. I, and if, PlayStation tends to kind of follow suit with the big other Japanese game developer, which is Nintendo. If Sony could figure out a way to do uh, to make their more powerful console portable. Yeah, that would be a big leg up. Yeah. That's like the one problem with the Switch, right? That it can't play mm-hmm. new AAA games like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah. But yeah. the streaming solves that, right? Like then you're sort of true. in best of both worlds. But then how does it stream Internet when you're on software. when you're out and about yeah. on the move? Yeah, it doesn't. You know, Works in Japan probably where there's just better internet coverage everywhere. And we I mean, I I'm still happen. having a hard time wrapping my head around. Like even if internet in this country was a lot better, like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and this is a game that I love, but it is uh, combat is not particularly twitchy. They're fast-paced, and neither is the traversal. Every element of that game is a little bit heavy, um, but I'm thinking about something like Call of Duty or something that is like twitchier and faster yeah. and requires that more moment-to-moment sort of input. Like, yeah. how can you... You'll feel that when you're playing online. We are living in a time in which Fortnite and PUBG are on phones, which is really amazing. Yeah, but that's, that's playing the game. That's not streaming yeah, it the game. It does have the game on the phone, but yeah. just the yeah. online connection is working that well. Like, that's amazing Yeah, that we're there now, that kids can play in class. I mean, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah, there's a few uh, things that come to mind with Justin's point. The one is that if they do lean heavily into streaming, companies like Microsoft and Google are much better equipped yeah, with that infrastructure that. than so, Sony and totally. Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, it would be hard right. for Sony and Nintendo to sort of join them in that space. Mm-hmm. But that also gives them a way to differentiate themselves, right? It would it would mm-hmm. eventually kill the console, right? Like Assassin's Creed Odyssey is playable in your web browser. So then the concept of like a new generation of hardware just goes away. Yeah. Eventually. Maybe not like this generation, but it sort of is the first step toward those big big hardware leaps not existing anymore. I still think that like it comes down to games and we're talking about a lot of third party stuff but mm-hmm. y- you know if Microsoft takes another 5 years to really get their first party studios in line which they might cuz you know they they secured a lot at E3 this year and they said this is this like family we're building up um it's going to take a while for those to really start to show and prove uh I mean so in the meantime I think Sony has like seven different studios yeah, working on, on on first party stuff we are we're almost there like Forza 4 you know $10 a month you get access to the yep. game you don't have to buy it and uh, I downloaded some 60 gig file and then I can play the game but we're just one step away from hey give us $20 a month instead and you don't even need to have an Xbox like you can play it on your phone or you can play it in your web browser and then that's like the streaming option for that same game and that feels that doesn't feel space age that feels completely plausible to me with like with tech that exists now yeah we'll get there for sure the other thing is that uh if 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 the industry wants to lean into streaming if it wants to go the way of like Netflix and Mm -hmm. uh uh, Hulu and Amazon streaming, all of those uh, video streaming companies have flooded. Uh, well, they've just spent so much money on exclusive content. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. So, yeah. you could see a situation where all these video game publishers are just sort of like really trying to boost up the, their exclusive lineup yeah. to encourage people to play on that platform. I hadn't even thought of that. If they're like, oh, the next Halo game is streaming exclusive. I well, mean, something huge Xbox, like that. Yeah. We're right. already used Easy. to a fragmented, again, like gamers sort of put up with this abuse that like people, if you're just like a movie fan or whatever, you don't have to think about. But like we already have to own every box to play. 
Yeah. Like it's completely foreign and insane yeah. that like, no, you have to have an Xbox to play Halo. It's and not you like have you to have, have to have this Blu-ray, Blu-ray player, player to, right, to watch movie. Marvel movies. Like you don't have to buy a Disney box, well, right? It you was look like at, that when HGDVD was around. That's true. For that year. But you look at something like Spotify, which is, you know, unified digital music. Mm-hmm. And I can listen to Prince and I can listen to Kendrick Lamar and they're both decades yeah. apart. And Well, and like there was a little bit of a war, but then Spotify won. Yeah. Right? So it was like pretty split up for a while, but then it sort of consolidated yep. back up as sort of a leader yeah. emerged. Yeah. And the, but the issue right now is like if I want to play a PlayStation 1 game, I don't know where to do that. On PS3, or you just PlayStation well, Classic, you, or you can't. You can't on PS4. Yeah, it's like completely fragmented. And so, I yeah, I find that interesting because there isn't, the, the, the streaming thing could make it so there's a unified place to play everything. Uh, we're not there yet. It's, it also means that us as gamers and collectors need to relinquish the concept of owning something. Because mm-hmm. we never yeah. will again. You don't own anything on Netflix. One day you wake up, they're like, "Hey, I was watching that show," and they're like, "It's gone." Yeah. That's that is a big. So we were doing yeah. with Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, <laughs> if it's games, just, if it is going to be a streaming service, yeah, I don't want games to just disappear the way stuff does from Netflix every they, month. And mm-hmm. they absolutely will. Right? It's just like, like what? you know, Game Pass. Game Pass is going to have Ubisoft games for you know five years, and then that contract is up, and then the yeah. games are removed. Well, you look at like, digital stuff now. It was uh, a couple years ago. Activision made a brand new Ninja Turtles game, and yeah, they just gone, yeah. and they pulled it from from the stores from the digital stores like two years ago because they looked at the profit value versus uh, what it costs to maintain that license, and they yeah. said, pull it. Yeah. Same with like a Transformers game, like it's yeah. So it's this will so game streaming will do away with game collecting and used game buying and selling, that it it won't exist. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, good for the businesses and publishers. Yeah, not so good for gamers, right? Yeah, but it's hard to say whether subscription fees are good for pu- game uh, developers and publishers because selling true. a sixty dollars game, yeah, which is sixty dollars from each person for every game that you put out. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, uh, the smart thing, and I'm sorry, I keep using Game Pass as the example, but I finally dove into it for the yeah. first time. Was so impressed. Was like. I go back and forth on this. Forts is a $60 game. They want millions of people to buy that $60 game. They don't want them paying $10 to play it for a month and move on. But I, I'm playing that game for free or paying it for $10 a month. But it has a James Bond car pack and it has a season pass and it has this other junk that, like, they're going to try to, mm-hmm. they're going to get you in some other way. And if you don't have subscribe in six months, you pay for it or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Which is really what they're counting on. Uh, you know what really matters here is net neutrality. And not to go too far into it, but right now there's nothing protecting, you know, uh, Google that owns a bunch of lines or AT&T or something mm-hmm. from being the next big video game distributor because they can right now say you can't play anybody else's streaming services. You can only play ours. Mm-hmm. Like that is 100 percent legal right now. Mm-hmm. Now, California is specifically trying to overturn that with net neutrality yeah. laws here. But the current federal guidance for net neutrality is that we could have a future in which your you know, tastes and games are solely made because you have internet lines run to your house by one company. Right. Yeah. That's that really, that's an actual effect of, of, you know, politics and games right now. Yeah. That's really interesting. It also just streaming does introduce a middle man, a middle provider to your gaming experience where you don't just buy the game, put in your console and play it. Now your internet provider has to provide the means for yep. the game to actually come to you. Yep. Right? Yes. And you're also relying on them. So you can see Comcast and then Google. Google lays fiber and and yeah. you know is trying to get in the hab- you know or in the business of mm-hmm. providing internet. You know, like those companies are probably more positioned to be the gaming companies or the publishing platforms of the future. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately they compete with each other and that means that you might have to subscribe to an internet service to play certain games, which yeah. is crazy. And they'll have yeah. plenty more space to build stores once all the 
but GameStops are gone <laughs> because those will disappear in this scenario as well. Yeah, oh, that's fine. They're just going to keep selling Funkos and yeah, I think yeah, so. They, yeah, they could go the hot yeah. topic route. Minecraft socks. They won't have, they won't have a choice. No. Yeah, I Funkos it, and Minecraft socks. Mm-hmm. I bet in ten years, GameStop goes the way of Toys R Us. So. They come back as GameStop toy box. <laughs> <laughs> is that what Toys R Us is? Yeah, now? it's toy box. Je- Jeffrey's yeah. toy. Oh, box. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, though no, this Je- the Jeffrey giraffe it's zombie just rose giraffe. from the grave again the other day. Why would they do that? I don't. They took decades of yeah. of like yeah. of brand recognition and they threw it in the garbage. Um, it's that backwards are nobody could take it anymore. <laughs> One uh, of the, I mean, Brian, I think it was you earlier. Corn touched sort on. of uh, appropriated that yeah. also. Corn, yeah, that's true. <laughs> the only two. The backwards are corn yeah. and, and Toys R Us and Tetris. Tetris, yeah. Ooh, wow. Yeah. I it think all, I saw uh, a list featured, boys. <laughs> 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 Top three backwards R's. <laughs> In anything. <laughs> really good. What are you um, saying, Justin? No, Justin, it, it, you're right that it comes back to content, right? Yeah. It, it, and it's funny how like we keep relearning this lesson over and over again. People are like, cable's horrible. I don't want cable. I'm canceling my cable and just going with online services. But now... Those are all splintering and fragmented too, and there's like amazing shows on Hulu, and even Amazon's got a couple of good ones in Netflix. And it's like now we're just back, like we're back to how it was before. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, the game platforms have always been, you know, pretty segmented. And there's some hope that in a streaming future, maybe that would go away. But then they're still just going to have their own streaming exclusives, and yeah. uh, and only now you won't be able to uh, pirate as a last resort. These scoops are kind of a bummer. Can we talk about uh, 1998? Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, I was going to say that one thing that is clear uh, about this, uh, about the streaming future, if you look at the comments on our story about this PlayStation 5, is that no gamer seems to want a streaming console. No. No. No, they don't. Because you just picture what what that night is like when the streaming service is down. And you pay for it. So it's going to be a hard sell, right? If that's really what these new consoles are going to lean into, it's going to be a hard sell. When you picture it, like we've talked a lot about game preservation on Scoop, and, uh, you know, there there is a defense of piracy for older games that are not available or preserved in any other way. Sometimes that's it. Just from an academic standpoint, that's the only option for preserving that game, and uh, there's no sense of permanence or uh, or access long term when you're talking about a video game streaming future. Yeah, it's also it's it's PlayStation and Sony's turn to really get up there and drop the ball, <laughs> like just to really fumble <laughs> yeah. on the world stage. They kind of go, yeah. It was Nintendo and yeah. then Microsoft. There was the Wii now. U, and then Microsoft did its thing. And then yeah. back on the PS3, where they're like 599 US dollars and yeah. Kazari or whatever. They'll get was, a second job. Yeah, <laughs> there's totally a console cycle that's that. Right? Yeah, they're failing. We don't even need need so games and yeah. we'll sell a million units i could shoot a man in the street yeah yeah well what i really hope to to you know for this dark dark future we're all predicting <laughs> is that the developers the artists that make the games we love can get paid and make great games and that yeah. really goes for nintendo mm-hmm. uh, like i don't like whatever systems they make like i really want you know shigeru miyamoto and everybody he's taught to make amazing games yeah. still and, I'm, I, and that worries me yeah, when well, I think about you know Comcast cable providing yeah. all of our games. But the, the truth is, I don't want to be like a uh, like a, a, a sky is falling uh, situation. The truth is that it's not going to be 100 percent streaming, right? Right. Because as long as there's a, uh, mm-hmm. a demand for actual physical games, local gameplay, someone will provide that. Mm-hmm. Just That's like in, just like in music, 
the vast majority of people yep. seem to be happy just to stream through Spotify, but vinyl sales increase yeah. every year. Yeah, every like year. It's, it's, doing great. it's been too long now to just be a fad. Mm -hmm. but it's like that's it's still a thing. That's a good point. And even then, people buy digital albums through iTunes. Like mm -hmm. there's that third tier, right? Which I think that like right now, I'm all digital on PS4, Xbox One, yeah, uh, Switch, and everything like that. Um, I'm not all streaming, but I'm not all physical either. You know, I'm I'm right there in the digital world. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. uh, and like we said with the with the internet connection thing, it's gonna it's gonna be a long time before this is a, a real problem. <clears throat> it's but it's coming. <laughs> Watch out. A war is coming. <laughs> uh, all right. Are we all still playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Oh, yes. Yep. Everybody here? Everybody? Mm -hmm. I really like that, that game it's a lot. Good. I'm level 22. <laughs> yeah, I'm level. I think I'm level 22, oh. too. Took, it, that's a lot of grinding to get there. I'm half Not bad levels. grinding, though. I'm not criticizing the grinding. We, just, I liked grind. that game right from yeah. the jump, and my opinion of it is only increasing as time goes on. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of the best RPGs of this generation right up there with... I know most people really, really loved Witcher, but, you know, Witcher, Dragon Age. That was going to be my question, maybe to Sam. Uh, how does it compare to Witcher 3 to you? Um, what I like to do in games is just go in a direction and see what's out there. Yeah. And it provides that. But uh, for me, you know, the, the Witcher along the way, I like so many other things about it. Mm -hmm. I like, uh, I like I just, just straight up like the monsters and castles. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. that part's awesome. No, fantasy, fantasy really cool. world's a big, that's a big part of it. And I think that this is, this is a really cool game that's also you know, it's hard to say, but grounded in reality in many ways. And, and when there are monsters and castles in this game, I'm like, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there's just a lot more of that in The Witcher. Yeah, that's true. We, but I, it, just in terms of like beauty and size, like yep, the world yeah. is so witchery in that sense. I love the world. Yeah. yeah. I had the perfect, uh, like the moment, the game was clicking from the beginning, but the moment where I'm like, I get it and I completely understand what this team went for was I needed to gain two levels to continue the main quest. Mm -hmm. And so I picked an island at random. You know, I'm like, this one is in my level range. I don't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. I sailed there, went on a bunch of adventures, did some really fun, well-written side quests, um, at the end of which I got to recruit someone new for my ship. Um, then I assassinated the leader, um, which that's a thing. You can kill the leader yeah, of these every islands. Island, yeah. And then that jumped up my wanted level. So I mm -hmm. fought a bunch of mercenaries and jumped up a merc level. All of this is giving me new loot and new gear that's like tailored to exactly what I need. And you look yeah. at the map, you say and there's then, four, 40 other chances yeah. for you to do this. And then the conquest battle at the end of all of this, sort of the cherry on top, was like a ship battle, which I hadn't done before. Yeah, I just did one of those two. So it was a cool. ship to ship battle that I ended up, you know, getting to take over the island for the faction that I wanted. And at the end of that process, I had a bunch of new loot. I'd gone on a little mini two hour odyssey and I had leveled up and then was ready to continue the main quest. Mm -hmm. And like, it hit every single gameplay system without feeling like, you know, now you're going to do the mercenary thing. Now you're going to yeah. do this. It was all right. like perfectly intertwined and blended yeah. up. And I was like that, like that experience that I had, I think two or three nights ago, I was like, oh man, like that, it, like it was really remarkable and mm -hmm. really excellent. What if we're at peak Assassin's Creed right now though? And like enjoying that is great. But if there's only more of that, mm. I don't know if the the environments are diverse enough and interesting enough for me Planet to be Earth? really into. Is that is diverse <laughs> well, enough? So there's parts of that game where you like come like there's parts of it that were not in ancient Greece, like mm. huge statues or, or something like that yeah. that are really exciting and fantasy like and cool to come across. But a lot of the islands I've I've come across are like the same type of pirate village and then a town and then you know I just don't know how much repetition there will be. Mm -hmm. but for right now it feel everything feels fresh, so that's fine. 
It's fine I mean, for now. It's more RPG like than Origins, quite a bit more. Yeah, like yeah. the character they choice. Really leaned into that. Like I so rolled my eyes before the game came out, where they're like meaningful choices you'll have to make, but they really are. Like the story branches off in super different, meaningful ways, where I feel like I have some agency and control over the choices that I'm making, and even the gear is a lot more detailed than it was. I in just skip all the dialogue. Really? It's all of it. Oh, I think yeah. it's great. And that screwed me yesterday because there was a mission where I was supposed to be a spy, and you're <laughs> supposed to, and you have to you get quizzed on the things, the dialogue you were skipping. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm and skipping then I just a lot of it. Kill the guy. Oh man, I it's just skipped. it's a little talky. I like it. It's very um, and it, it's I, I might be there's probably good parts and bad parts, but also, there's so much bad parts that I started being like. Right. I, haven't, I haven't talked about this anywhere, but I'll, I'll admit something on this show. Um, I'm 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 helping uh, to bring on the death of gaming because I bought that ten dollar thing that doubles your xp oh there you go oh yeah. i was thinking about doing that too yeah I, I did it i did it almost immediately <laughs> because as soon as i heard about it i was like yeah, yeah the second i heard it. about it i was right. like that's horrible why would they do such a thing and then i looked down at my daughter and she was crying and i'm like it's gonna take me a long time to get through this game i'm spending that 10 bucks yeah does it double it doubles all the xp you earn yeah in the game and yeah. gold i think mm-hmm. which is basically it's another limiting like you need gold to upgrade your gear and yeah. yeah yeah and like when you start the game there was all that you know what's the ub club or whatever they give you all these modifiers and you, you like spend 20 ub bucks or i'm whatever. like only not doing that because I'm, I'm taking a stand and I don't want to support that, but I want it so bad. But I, found, it, it, I think the game would be more balanced. You could take take I, a stand and grab man, your wallet. I think <laughs> it's fine. I'm bucks. just looking at the next 25 levels. That's, yeah. It's just a lot. I mean, maybe, like, uh, games slow down as you get to the end, so that's the caveat is I'm halfway there, and so I don't know what the back half is like. Yeah. Maybe it's way slower, but in the front half, as I said, like I gained two levels just doing what the game expects yeah, you to exactly. do anyway, and like agree. going through a lot of really well crafted, you know, handmade content. And Justin, that, so did I, but I gained four. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't have any problem with getting your an XP boost. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with it, it with Ubisoft charging you ten dollars. I agree. Like you've already bought the yeah. game. The game is yours. You should I be able to play. T- it I totally agree. You want. I well, it's you also turn because it easy and get the same effect. Well, maybe? It's, yeah. it's also because we are we as 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 an industry are completely arbitrary with how we sell quality of life modifiers across mm-hmm. games. Like yeah. when I played Tomb Raider recently, right? Yeah. The new one. And they let you go into sort of like finite details about what you want to yeah. make easier or harder, make the puzzles easy, the combat hard or vice versa. That's great, right? Anything like that. Traversal. Yeah, and, and so this game just lets you pick difficulty levels, which it doesn't paywall, thankfully. Mm-hmm. But then it sort of arbitrarily puts this thing behind a paywall to double your XP. I mean, it's, And I have a problem with it, but I also <laughs> but paid for too it because yeah. I'm an idiot. <laughs> As with all the microtransactions in DLC, is it's nuanced and the devil is in the details, right? Like, there could be two games, they both have EXP boosters, and one game can really feel exploitive and make you feel like your uh, your progress is artificially slowed down, and the other game maybe doesn't feel that way mm-hmm. at all, but it's still just there if someone wants it, right? Yeah. So it's really up to the individual person. Like, I've never once played Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Like, I kind of don't see what the controversy is. Like, it feels paced. It feels exactly like The Witcher, actually. I actually feel like I'm leveling up and gaining right. new gear and gaining new stuff faster than in The Witcher. Hmm. It, would be, so it would be more I, of an issue if this was like a competitive online game and my 10 bucks put a strategic advantage over your lack of 10 bucks. Yeah, that would right? be an issue. Then that would suck. <laughs> but for this right now, this is something I'm greedily and selfishly doing for myself. Mm-hmm. You know? 
I but, think the, the the level system itself is a problem because every it, it doesn't mean anything. It's like you get stronger, but everything else just is right pacing you. I, I, I hate that. I don't like it when games yeah uh, level up like, enemies with you because then it's yeah. like what's the you don't end up feeling powerful. There's a way to balance that, that might, might work better, but I don't think it works well in this game. And you get freaking weapons for doing cool things that you can't use for. Well, that's true. Three like, weeks, yeah. Yeah. and then they might not even be good. <laughs> oh, Week no. and a half. Like if I you're have me. all these level forty weapons that yeah. I like worked my butt off for. Yeah. Well, so it's like, why did you even drop these? Like, actually, like something two levels above. I generally like. I really disliked the the level rubber banding in the games like Oblivion and Skyrim. I didn't enjoy them. I think it's better tuned in Assassin's Creed because. Uh, it is rubber bandy, right? So you'll never be way, way, way ahead of an old zone, but you can get a little bit ahead of an old zone. <laughs> but it keeps it, it keeps it, I think it's two levels, two levels. behind you. Hmm. Yeah. And so then it's you can so still sad. go in and kind of body people if you want to go roll your way through an old zone, but it won't be like, they won't be like 20 levels back to the point that it's like, it feels pointless. Yeah. Like, or when I was, I was level six and I fought one of those bounty hunter guys who was level eight and yeah. it was like a, a really decent challenge and it was fun. It was thrilling when I killed him. Um, but there's not a lot of that, you know, like, cause it's basically, it, you can only go up a little or down a little. And yeah. I, I people really are like, three levels above you. You cannot kill them. Yeah. No, uh, not like, at all. It's not a thing. And that's another thing that bothers me. Like I can have this great equipment, but I can't use the one trick I have, which is kicking them off a cliff. Right. Well, but people you can't do that. Well, I think what some people are finding, um, is that gear in this game matters a lot. Like yeah, if you're going in does. like, you know, smash mouth face to face combat, like put on warrior gear, like. The bonuses, in my head, I thought they were kind of trivial. I'm like, oh, a 2% boost to my damage, a 3%. But now it's like a 10% damage boost on each piece of my gear. Mm. Like, it absolutely makes a difference. If you have your gear tuned to, you know, the hunter tree or the warrior tree or the assassin's tree, like, yeah. you'll melt through enemy health bars right. or you can make things way harder There's on yourself. There's definitely some good RPG if, stuff there. But it's very menu-y and it might not be for everybody. I was just going to say, there's so much, you know, equipment and loot in the game. I'm, like, going into yeah. the menu way more often than right. I ever have in an assassin. I like this game more than you three. I really love it. Well, I, like, love, I, love yeah. I think you like I love that type of RPG. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like, so Origins was an RPG, but it was sort of like an RPG light. Whereas I think mm -hmm. Odyssey is way more like full on open world RPG. Like if mm -hmm. people came at that game with like a more Skyrim-y mindset, I think that people would be enjoying it even more. Not that people aren't enjoying it, but I feel like I have seen getting Assassin's Creed fans reception. saying like this doesn't have what I like about Assassin's Creed. Well, no, Creed I was, was going to mention that because I think that like we are we've we will now split the fan base and mm. deviate in, in different mm. directions, and this one will sell incredibly well, and the message will be keep making more like it. I think it already had a sales figure. It's the fastest selling Assassin's Creed game this gen. Yeah, there's so there's all kinds of weird like yeah. we'll see in a month weird <laughs> modifiers. But like I I don't know I love Breath of the Wild right like I we I've been eager to bring it up in this conversation because I think it's a game that handled um, sort of level scaling and weapons really well even, even with the degrading stuff like you could walk up to an enemy like a Hinox who felt so impossibly difficult to beat and, and find a way to, to yeah. battle him um, and and then later you weren't you were able to take him out a little bit easier yeah which like that is the curve I need and I love that game but I also miss like a Zelda game that just has eight temples where you get weapons for that temple and you go through and like that's old school of me, but th there's now a line in the sand with Zelda in the same way there is with Assassin's Creed and many other franchises where they split off in one direction and they just kind of go that way forever. And if you're kind of an old school or a purist of that of that franchise to begin with, you might never see it go back to the way it used to be. So, mm -hmm. Well, luckily there's only 25 of those games for you to 
That's true. Get sick of. That is very true. But I think it is like the, the stealth and the hunting and stuff like that and like kind of elaborate setups for like Hitman type stuff, yeah. right? Like figuring out how to do assassinations. Like this doesn't really have that. They tr- they try to set that up, but you mainly just do the same thing. Well, it's like it's look at something like Batman Arkham Asylum versus Arkham World, right? Yeah. Like this is that's a game that started out with this very tight, intricate Metroidvania into a single setting yeah. and then, you know, spawned into an open world game. And I don't think it'll ever go back. No, it'll. It's only moving in this direction. Yeah, it's at only least for bigger. you know maybe not like forever's a long time, but like for the foreseeable future, mm-hmm. this is what Assassin's Creed is now. There's more. There's more of that RPG vein to mine, for sure. Yeah. Um, I do like that it has Damon. You're always talking about just taking over bases and yep. scouting outposts. something out. Ooh. Outposts. Just outposts the game, yep. and it has to have. I think it's mandatory. I think it's the law in every Ubisoft game that mm. there is like caged animals in the middle of an outpost. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not. like. Here we go. Like I'm just I'm very happy loose. with that happening. Do you ever do that and the bear is like friends with them? I've had that happen a few really? times. Mm-hmm. Well, it sucks. The bear doesn't feel like attacking them. No. You're going to shoot him in the foot, piss it, him off. It can feel a little <laughs> arbitrary idea. sometimes, Set it on but fire. Yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. You can't have fire bears. I am thoroughly enjoying Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, we have a question about that game from Devin. He writes us from Walnut, California, not Walnut Creek. Hmm. Walnut, California. Mm. Uh, and he says uh, two questions. Question number one, do emails going to gamescoop at IGN.com and omegacops at IGN.com go to the same inbox? And the answer is yes, they do. It's not really an Assassin's Creed question, though, is it? His second question is, I am a big <laughs> Assassin's Creed fan. There is probably no other franchise I follow as closely to the point that I even read the novelization of the movie. I have one gripe. Wow. I have one gripe with IGN's reviews in relation to the modern day part of Assassin's Creed. Bring it. Particularly the importance of the modern day story isn't being properly recognized. The central premise of the AC series is that the Assassin's Brotherhood is way past its prime and the Templars are on the verge of stamping them out and taking over the world. Thus, Assassins are stealing and using Animus technology to recover and destroy and hide precursor artifacts so the Templars don't get their hands on them and gain even more power. Mm -hmm. Every game has incorporated the modern day to some extent, and all the tie-in books and comics all rely heavily on it. The modern day is the glue that keeps the series together. And an AC game completely without a modern day story would be like a Legend of Zelda game without a Link or Zelda. What's what's this guy's name? Devin. We found him. We found yeah. the guy that <laughs> yeah. likes the, the wow. modern day story in Assassin's Creed. Now to my question, what would you all suggest Ubisoft do to the modern day to improve it as opposed to just telling them to remove it? I'm, Get rid of it yeah. entirely. <laughs> I'm honestly flabbergasted. Like, I didn't know, I, I, and I'm not being sarcastic here, I literally didn't know anyone cared or liked the modern yeah, day stuff. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I he, compared it, he compared it to like the Zelda franchises, Link or Zelda, yeah. the stars of those things. Yeah. I, I, from, from what I've seen just sort of anecdotally for you know, yeah. ten years plus of covering yeah. this franchise, is most people are like, "That's my least favorite part." Yeah, you see on message boards like, "How much modern day stuff has it?" Yeah. There's almost none. Oh, thank God! Yeah. <laughs> like that mm-hmm. makes me like the. But game. there's, I know this contingent because in strategy guides, those pages about the Desmond mm-hmm. missions, for yeah. instance, those were enormously popular and they're filled with easter eggs because you'd walk around and obscure office building or whatever and find all this stuff and one of them would hint at watchdogs or like a terminal hint at upcoming ubisoft games there was all that people got really into that tissue for a little Mm -hmm. while yeah so like that that was happening and then people really like the character desmond i knew that and then a long uh, time now and this game barely scratches anything you know about what's going on that's part of the reason why it feels so unnecessary to me it's literally a small part of the game well like over the course of assassin's Creed Odyssey, yeah. 
how much time do you actually spend in the modern day setting? But right. I heard, I don't want to spoil something for you, but they actually, it becomes apparent in the back third of this game why we were playing this game to begin with. In the sense, like, yeah. it's before the Assassins and the Templars. It's right. in like 400 yeah. BC. I can so tell you why we're playing this game. Red Dead's not out no, yet. But it's, like, <laughs> but it's like, what are we even, from like a lore standpoint, what are we even doing in this character in this standpoint? Yeah. And the game gets really wild and flies off the rails right. in regards to like how it ties into the first people and the modern yeah. day plot. There's a lot of wild stuff. Well, you there, remember so. before the movie came out, um, the movie studio and, and Ubisoft were like, hey, so like two thirds of this movie takes place in modern day. And we were like, why are you telling us that? Don't yeah. tell us that. Don't even do that. That was the very first thing that I remember reading about Assassin's Creed was IGN was writing about it. I wasn't working here at the time. Yep. And uh, they were saying uh, the one big thing about this first yep. game is save the secret till the end. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what's going on. But instead it opens with like, you're going to yeah. go into these memories. You're going to do all well, this and, and stuff like that. I remember the very that first, been a cool twist. The oh, very totally. first time Assassin's Creed was shown off at E3. So it wasn't a secret in the game. You open in the modern yeah. day in Assassin's but Creed. But the marketing but kept it a secret. The marketing kept it a secret and there were rumors at E3. Gosh, what year would it have been? 2006 is when I saw it at E3. Yeah. And so your health bar in the very first game was a DNA strand, which like that's odd for ancient times like because they didn't know what DNA was. <laughs> And there were these other like it's you know snakes. little there are these little glitch effects in yeah. the game, yeah, and so yeah. people kind of already were like, there was mm, like, is this game oh, a simulation? Right. Right, right. Is this? They were when you know they revealed that game as an assassin game that takes place, and they did the anime stuff. And, like, the they never mentioned it. So uh, like in the original Assassin's Creed, you didn't die because your character died. You um, you weren't like matching what actually happened in history. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, Altair didn't yeah. do this, like yeah. so, so you, you know. And like now, they, now they don't even bother. They don't no. care. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think more power to you if you like that the the kind of universe there. Mm-hmm. I the think lore. Um, everybody likes. There's there's fans of lore for all these games, and some people play them for the game. Some yeah. people play them for the lore. Mm-hmm. It's just like Dark Souls. Like I mean, there's lots of lore f- players for Dark Souls, but like most people completely ignore that. We it's I, not a problem. I think Ubisoft just bungled it a little bit. I think the idea of like an overarching battle between two factions throughout all of human history, and then you get like drips and drabs of it through these games, is like pretty neat. But um, they sort of like it just got lame. Like by the time Assassin's Creed Three rolled around, it became I thought they con- flopped who was good and who was bad. And it was like it got con- yeah. Some of that happened, and it was hard to know who. It was hard to follow, and like it, I, the execution. Uh, yeah, I think you well, like pun intended. Yeah, nah. I mean you go you go from like this beautiful open world game where you're scaling buildings and jumping in the haystacks to being like this guy who's climbing like IKEA shelves yeah. and he's got emails. a hoodie on. Yeah, and reading emails. I have to use a computer yeah, terminal. Exactly. Like, it's a bad know. juxtaposition. That's yeah. really what it is. And it shouldn't be forced. And no. I think if, yeah, if he was thing. asking how to improve it, yeah. like maybe anytime if you want yeah. to hop Would out. you like to check in with the modern day? Like, yeah. Nope. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. No, I'm good. with my outposts. Yeah. And, and, was, and like AC4 made fun of it, right? Because you worked yeah. for a video game developer and it really lampshaded the fact right. that like, yeah. this was ridiculous. And so it's hard. I forgot about that. It's hard to walk yeah. that back and like try to make it serious again. Well, I like how in this game when you die, it just shows you like a cool lamp or like a... Like yeah. a tiki yeah. torch or it's a fireplace the first time AC hasn't had the loading screen where, where the guy's running, running. In, in the matrix yeah yeah it's true um, the load are times they, are they, can be pretty long yes are they good on PC are they pooping in the animus well I haven't seen my character do it I don't think it's implied you're in there in like real time like I think you're sort of zipping through stuff faster because I've only seen the one scene so far where you awake in there and then yeah. you can read email and I was like nope gonna go back to it yeah but I I, I figure there's more of those and I thought those were just the stigmas like she had been playing for twelve hours or yeah. something mm. there were diapers in there yeah. 
there's a doctor. Maybe the doctor just cleans you up. Mm. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. That's why I went to school for seven years. I think that's an actual point of dialogue in the game. That's the other thing. The future dialogue and voice act or voice capture or sorry, facial capture, mm-hmm. just the animations look awful. Well, I don't There's think so much worse than that. I wouldn't say the facial characters. animations are great in the game. Yeah, I think the general. main oh, character, dude, Cassandra, Cassandra has some good. really good eye rolls. Cassandra <laughs> yeah. does, like the main character does. Yeah, a lot of eye rolls. Sure. Yeah, my wife walked in when I was playing it the other day, and she was like, "She has very realistic hair," and yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's actually something we take for granted because a lot of games can't handle that." I really like Spider Man had like. <laughs> Did you, you guys played Spider Man? Yeah, like the, Mary all, Jane doesn't have all the hair in that game looks like like you know Halloween store wigs or whatever. The plastic ones. Yeah, yeah, it's very gross. Uh, moving on from Assassin's Creed, this is Michael from England. He says, "Congrats on episode 500. It Oy. was a brilliant, brilliant episode." And here's oh. to 500 more. Thanks. Rockstar games are always so technically amazing and seemingly take full advantage of every console generation, and with Red Dead Redemption 2 looking like it will do the same again. Are other developers making a mistake in not doing a Rockstar and releasing their biggest games at the end of a console generation with the biggest install base and the longest time to make sure that they are taking advantage of the technical ability of that console generation? Mm. This obviously also has the added benefit to them of being an easy way to release early for the next-gen console with a slightly better-looking version. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm sure they would love to. Yeah. I, also, to just take- I don't think Rockstar really landed on that till last till GTA five. Yeah. GTA 5 like that's not like yeah. that's a playbook they've been following. They put out two GTAs last gen. Yep. Yeah. And then GTA five, they got to double dip. That's like we always talk about it what the second best selling game ever. And A, it's because the game's amazing, but B, it's because they got that chance to hit people again with the Xbox yeah, One true. and PS4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta earn what they've earned. Rockstar is in the unique position mm-hmm. to they take as long they as they want, yep. spend as much as they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, not everyone, everyone else, like Ubisoft has to uh, have a clear release schedule so their their uh, shareholders know mm-hmm. when they're going to be making yeah. money. Although, two, I mean, Take-Two is a publicly traded yeah. company, but they've just sort of baked into, they just accept that for four years, nothing's going to happen and we're going to make GTA Five yeah. <laughs> shark card I mean, sales. Exactly. And, I mean, the not-so-secret mm-hmm. secret about this is that Rockstar has had, like, micro-releases every couple of weeks for the last five years with GTA. Um, GTA Online is gigantic, and the fact that it keeps growing uh, is probably keeping them from making a GTA 6, because why would anybody rush out and make that when this one's selling so well? I think by accident, Rockstar did land on something really important, where even even a company as successful and well-regarded as them, it's scary to work on something for five years at a cost of who knows how many tens of millions of dollars, and you get one chance to sell it to the world. So to be able to... like They haven't announced a PC version, but we're pretty positive one's going to come, you know, mm-hmm. in a year, and then there'll be a next-gen version a year after oh. that. Like, that that sort of lets them have their cake and eat it, too. The first yeah. Red Dead never, never came to PC, though. Yeah, but GTA eventually did. Yeah. It there did, were three it GTAs on PS2. Isn't that it, crazy? Vice three, City was Vice one City year and after three. I That's nuts. Wow, I never even put that together. That's insane. Yep. And um, those games were all good and really, you know, popular. So yep. I, it's surprising now that they've shrunk it down to just one GTA per generation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's none this generation. None. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, I think every every publisher would love to put out one game every five years that becomes the best selling game of that five years. Yeah. Um, but not everybody can do that. And I think you look at, I mean, Nintendo kind of does it with Zelda, right? You know, but it, that's that's that it doesn't similar. that doesn't hit the top of NPD for five years. But in terms of the end of the console generation like timeline, like that is smart because you know the hardware and you can manipulate it, make your game great. Yeah. Um, but the real secret that nobody does is release your damn games in the summer. Summer, yeah. Yeah, we'll buy them. 
Yeah. yeah Everybody sure. will buy your game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Stop doing it in November. Just do a great game. November and October. Yeah. In the middle of July. Or everybody get, will play it. Release your game in like June and then two DLC packs and sell a game of the year edition in November. Yeah. And then yeah. you get to do I mean, it twice. Or try do to avoid D three, but yeah. Avoid if you for need our to, sake. <laughs> if you need to, we understand. Uh the other thing is that if everyone waited to release their biggest games until the end of a console cycle, what would we play for that whole console cycle? <laughs> yeah, you're play. right. All the uh, ports from last year. Yeah, last gen ports. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and on a side note, I would love it if GTA 6 w- was set in Vice City. Oh, man. Me too. I liked Vice City. The, in, that's in, the one. In the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was I love that whole 80s synthwave aesthetic. Yep. Yep. It's been a long time since Vice City was out. <laughs> they, a Rockstar AAA game today set in Vice City. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So great. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Agreed. I'd like to see him do the Bay Area. I just want to see space. Just well, make a space. It's a lot to make fun GTA of. GTA in space? Yeah. It's probably a time. GTA 5 is old enough. It's time to do that feature again. Which feature? What do we want from six? Like, where do we want six to be? Yeah, mm-hmm. the, old, uh, the old west. All yeah, right. <laughs> sure, that, that'll be cheap for them. They already got it. <laughs> All right, Sam, it's time. The October 1998 issue of Electronic Gaming Monthly, that Star is, Wars Rogue Squadron on the front. It's mm-hmm. a huge magazine. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's because yeah. October. It's mostly a Madden advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of games coming out. It really? Is, yeah, Got a Mega Man Legends on the back cover here. Oh, look at that guy. Look nice. at that little little man. 98. So that was the Mega Man RPG on PlayStation. I missed that. I played a little bit of Mega Man 64, which is a port. Yeah. This is. I, I love this era of magazines because it's like there'll be a picture of a ship that's like four polygons, and there's a quote that says like graphics will never be yep. this good. This yeah. is a this is the era that's like my golden years, right? Enough money to within reason buy the games that I wanted, but um, but I wasn't. You know, I was just a school. I was just a kid, so I did nothing but play games all yeah. night long and pour over issues of EGM. So like it's this. it's like, October '98, is that yeah. what you said? And you remember from last episode, we talked about big anniversaries yeah, from '98. Yeah, twenty really years ago. Good. So wow. a lot of those games are mentioned. Look at all those games listed on the front. It's like I know. all the all-time Final grades. Fantasy VIII, Xeno Gears, Metal Gear Solid, Rival Schools, Air Guys, but. November was Air guys, month, yeah, right? the, so, the square fighting game. Oh, the God. November issue would be the one that's like three hundred pages. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, we begin on page some shock. Huh? thirty-two with rumors about the next PlayStation, the PlayStation Two, which yeah. I don't think they knew it was going to be called PlayStation Two. What do they call? Uh, what do they call it they here? Let's see. PlayStation Next, right? Back then, it was a guess because they didn't have four numbered PlayStations. <laughs> yeah, the Super PlayStation would have been yep. their best guess. This is how uh, this new uh, this article starts. It says, "When you have, if you have a hit game, it's when's the sequel coming out. When you have a hit movie, the question is, are there plans for a sequel? When Sony scored a hit with the PlayStation after its launch on September 9th, 1995, it wasn't long before the question was asked. Oh, here it is. So, when's PlayStation Two coming out? All right, right. they were calling it that. Well, what's that Super Nintendo section? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> You're getting ahead of us here. There's a poll here. They polled their users at VideoGames.com because wow. they had that. Address. That still work." Uh, what do you ask first about a new system? Uh, who's developing for it? How powerful is it? What do the games look like? What do the games look like was number one. But you say videogames.com? Yeah. I think GameStop has videogames.com. If I'm going to look it up. Not GameStop, uh, GameSpot. I think GameSpot has it today. Oh, that's cool. What, that's what I meant. It's a pretty valuable URL. Uh, Sam, you're asking about the Super Nintendo. Yeah. There's an article here, Super Nintendo Forever. It says, the days of Super Nintendo and Genesis have long passed in the United States. Video games goes to Giant Bomb. Kirby 3 was the last new Super Nintendo game to be released. As we're already saying goodbye to some of the machines once called the next wave, Magic Knight Ray Earth will be the very last release on the Saturn. There you go. It's amazing that in Japan, this old 16-bit machine is still pumping out new games. What's the Kirby game? 
One of the reasons, well, they said Kirby 3. Kirby 3. One of the reasons is the Nintendo Power. No relation to the magazine. Game delivery system located in Lawson's convenience stores in Japan. What? So it was Say a system, again? so it would be like the Famicom Disk System. It okay. was called Nintendo Power. All right. Basically, a video game vending machine. It gives you a way to purchase and download games from a list of selections onto a special flash ROM cartridge for play at home. Cool. That must have been so cool back then. Wait, New this games says that it doesn't exist or it's going to exist? This existed in Japan in 1998. Wow. New games from Nintendo like Wrecking Crew 98, yeah. which I didn't even know was a thing until yesterday. Mm-hmm. Kirby Superstar Stacker, Super Punch-Out, Dr. Mario, Derby Stallion 98, and others come to the Nintendo Power System before hitting Japanese shelves separately. It's funny that they had a Kirby and a Derby, and they're totally different things. <laughs> they're not like weird brothers. Well, and like, well, okay, I'm not even going to, never mind. You're not even going to get you. <laughs> Is that a Duke Nukem ad? There mm-hmm. was a Duke Nukem ad for Duke Nukem Time to Kill on PlayStation. Don't remember that one. Hit game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember it either. Uh, here we go. At the movies. Okay. Who is Lara Croft? The rumor going around now is that G.I. Jane star Demi Moore, Ooh. whose name has the same number of syllables as Core's buxom video game babe. Hey, how do we fill a paragraph? <laughs> <laughs> has won the role to play her in the film adaptation. That's the thing about magazines. You have a box you have to yeah. fill with type. Yeah. You need more text. That never happened, right? Demi Moore did not. No. no. Definitely not. Definitely was it not. only Angelina Jolie first, or was it somebody yeah. else? Yes. It was, yeah, Even two Angelina movies. Jolies and then um, Alicia Vikander. Yeah. All right, it's time for the video game gossip and speculation with Quarterman. Quarterman. They're talking about PlayStation Next here. See, that's why I was confused about the we PlayStation. we ever figure out who Quarterman was? Do we know? It's yeah. everyone that worked there. Oh, got it. Okay. The biggest rumors around at the moment concern Sony's new machine. At E3, SCEA stated that they would not comment on a new machine until 12 months before it was due to hit. Well, they've started commenting. That's a start. Uh, it goes on to say they have a vested interest in establishing both DVD and minidisc as industry standard media. Well, one of those worked. Yep. Mm-hmm. So if the system has a DVD drive as, a DVD drive as its primary medium mm-hmm. uh, and then a minidisc drive to replace memory cards. Can you imagine a prominent video game developer making a minidisc console? That's insane. I know. And the GameCube. <laughs> No, yeah. Minidisc is a... It was there, Sony's proprietary. Yeah, yeah it's, it's different. <clears throat> but um, do you remember going to like Best Buy and there was like actual Sony yeah. Minidisc? Yeah, they were like super albums? weird. Yeah, there were, they were little, they're little so music cool. CDs you could buy. Yeah, yeah. The, I had Spider-Man 2 on PSP. <clears throat> or PS... Oh, yeah, the PSP, PSP had movies. The UMDs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. UMDs. They always are trying... Sony used to always try to come up with these... Even the Vita had a proprietary memory card. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, at this point... October 1998, Final Fantasy VIII was not out yet. So Quarterman says, with Final Fantasy VIII coming along very nicely uh, and ready to ship in Japan before the end of the year, we inevitably have to look to number nine, reputedly in development alongside eight, back to the future style. Yeah, they this did is before, two and three oh, were right. developed together. This is before Lord of the Rings. Yeah, eight and nine were, they're right, they were in development concurrently. However, I didn't know that. Teams. Yep. despite really Square's assertion that it has no plans to develop for any system other than PlayStation at the moment, it has come to our attention that a Dreamcast version of nine is a serious possibility. Also, also, there's apparently a pretty good chance that eight may even hit Dreamcast thanks to the easy portabil- portability of code between the PC and Sega's box. Nope. Wait, was eight and nine on PC? No. I don't think so at the time. I mean, they're on the PC seven now. Now they are. Not, now they are. not, not yeah. contemporary in 98. Huh, yeah. Funny. Let's see. Where's Naughty Dog? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Naughty Dog has recently hinted that its next project isn't a Crash Bandicoot game. What? Thank God. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> this is what they thought of Naughty Dog at that time. <laughs> it will almost certainly not be for PlayStation. 
There are also some strong indications that it won't be for any system that is available now. It's already known the team has been expressing an interest in Dreamcast development, but don't be surprised if it turns out to be a pioneer developer for the new PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jack and Daxter, right? That would have been Jack and Daxter? Yep. They were what they were working on in 1998. So it's way pre-Uncharted then, too. They have a whole... Everyone with Naughty Dog leaps from Crash straight to Uncharted, and it's yeah. like, nah, they had a whole trilogy in between there. Yeah, totally. And then it says, just as EGM goes to press, we learned that Rocket Game Products, creators of the N64 Game Booster which lets you play Game Boy games on your Nintendo 64. Okay. Are you aware of this? Yeah. Is making a game booster for the PlayStation. Now you can play Game Boy games on your PlayStation. <laughs> what? Sure. Cool, huh? Sam, do you have that? That, that can't be real. I, I couldn't find any information existing on the internet today about this. What, does it go into the console, the, the controller ports? Yeah, what? no. Rocket Game Products doesn't exist. There's no, there's no information about it. No information about the N64 Game Booster wow. or the PlayStation Game Booster. Maybe they made it all up. But that yeah. was a big deal because Pokemon was super big at the time. So being able to play Pokemon on your television would have been a big deal. And then, you know, use a Super Game Boy with your old Super Nintendo. That's about it. All right, here in international news, it says Capcom's Yoshiki Okamoto has recently revealed that Capcom is currently developing several new Nintendo 64 titles. One features a major dose of zombies, could be either Biohazard or a new Ghouls and Ghosts game. Ooh, sounds good. For N64, that would have been awesome. Another is a fighting game and a number of sequel titles. So, of course, I think it would have been Resident Evil Two, we got that yeah, went yeah. to N64 Code Veronica to that that did not. Come I think to just two did. Yeah, so just two. Maybe, the maybe rest one got eventually. Cube. There was no new Ghouls and Ghosts. Damn, unfortunately, I, th- I think I have to leave you. Oh, sorry Justin, to do this. You're gonna you want miss, me to send someone in? Send someone in to finish off uh, the episode okay. and play Twenty. I'm questions. sad because I really love this. This era is my era. Yeah. All right. Hold thanks. Scoop. The Animaniacs era. All right. Now we have the top twenty best-selling games of June 1998. Why? This is the October issue. <laughs> So they're a little behind. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You, any guesses? What was the best-selling game of June 1998? And and you already said which games were out by now. Like, or Metal Gear wasn't out yet, and stuff like Not that. Not out yet. So was I'm gonna, I'm gonna go yet? with. Do you think Madden was big that year? Yeah, but Ju- is it come out in June? June. June? Oh, that's a good point. Hmm. You guys not actually. Can you? Can, you yeah, would well, never you guess. guess. It. Well, is it well, Legacy wait. of Kane? It's a PlayStation <laughs> exclusive. Okay. Whoa! Whoa! I got close there. It's a PlayStation for Apple the Rapper. PlayStation exclusive. What is it? Gran Turismo. Oh wow! Yeah, the original. I never what's what's that. Legacy of Kane? I don't know anything about that game. Well, the original Legacy. I guess the original Legacy of Kane, but then uh, Soul Reaver mm-hmm. was multi-platform. Okay. Uh, yeah. So like the top five are Gran Turismo, Gran yeah, Turismo, Gran Turismo huh? MLB featuring Ken Griffey Jr. Okay. Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. All Star Baseball '99 and Tekken Three. Okay, so Banjo must have come out early that year. Cool. Good year for games. Yeah. Let's see. Where what, are there any other 60, Nintendo 64 games? Oh, there's the so many. These are all the, I mean, half of the games. They are, okay. They're all PlayStation and uh, Nintendo 64. Okay. Uh, other N64 games include Goldeneye, Quest 64, 1080 Snowboarding, Quest Mortal 64. Kombat 4, Yoshi's Story, Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, and Kobe Bryant in NBA Courtside. So, so that was game be- sales must have been pretty low in June if, if Quest 64 was charting. Yeah, or there wasn't a lot going on. That was before the 64 really started losing steam, too. Um, because it it kind of got through all of its big releases. It was, then, I think, the peak for yeah, sure. Definitely. Uh, there's a say what section on uh, notable quotes. Say what from people in the industry, and here's Harvard Bonin, producer for Virgin's ultra-violent fighter Thrill Kill. Mm-hmm. He says it's that. absolutely for people over 18. We have no Joe Camel here, and we're not doing any gummy bear pack-ins. Thrill Kill is a famously canceled game. 
which I was able to get a copy of. It's a four-player fighting game that was like way over the top wow. at the time. No Joe Camel, though, huh? Nope, no Joe Camel. And no gummy bears. What a weird <clears throat> quote. <laughs> say what? Yeah, what? Can we do a say what segment? Yeah, I we think should we should bring it. back Quarterman, too. <laughs> just publish rumors we hear drunk at E3. Yeah, actually, and just make up a, a few. <laughs> Let's do Quarter Woman. All right, that was say what. Now we're looking for just plain fun. Oh, I think I hear a new challenger entering the room. Who are we being joined by? You're a grunt. A grunting noise. Here it's we Mark go. Mark Medina. Here we go. Mark Medina, everybody. What's up? Hey. Mark, Mark. This is all making it into the cut, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Mark, hey, we're flipping through the October 1998 issue of Electronic oh. Gaming Monthly. Oh, why? Mm -hmm. Why are we doing that? Uh, because we do this once a month. Oh, so it's a blast from the past. Scoop. I know okay. <laughs> You're on a show. Just game scoop. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't need a, a real answer. <laughs> So, so where are we at? We're at the uh, preview section. There's a preview of Space Station Silicon Valley. Yeah. <laughs> that that's was a really fun little game. That's really like fun a game. mini golf course with a bunch From of uh, DMA animals. design that would uh, go on to make become a uh, rock star. There's uh, other previews for Ogre Battle 3, which would be Ogre Battle, Ogre Battle 64. Oh, yeah. In the United States. <laughs> and Sam, Castlevania 64. Oh, nice. There it is. What, what does it talk about? It's a preview gallery. Okay. So there's not much to say. The uh, text in its entirety says, we recently got our hands on the latest playable version of Konami's upcoming Castlevania 64 due for release late this year. While the game looks promising, just check out these gorgeous screenshots. It's definitely far from being complete, so don't be surprised if it gets delayed until sometime in 99. Don't mind the colored lines on each picture. It's just a debug code and won't be in the final game. Let me see the colored lines. At the bottom of the screen here. <laughs> oh, yeah. So when did, when did it end up coming <clears throat> out? Is, I don't know. Is... Do you remember, Sam? I don't know. It seems like it came out. It definitely came out in 98 or 99. That's not a good game. No, the way. I do not like it. It's yeah. a terrible game. Yeah, it's a terrible it game. Wait, I think it still came out in 98. It could, I think it was a December game. Yep. And then they re, it, got a, it got released again with just a new character, right? Yep. Yeah. Wait, if it came out in December, that, that June preview is basically like, don't worry, there's still plenty of time to fix it. And they're like, no, it's out <laughs> This is an months. October preview. Oh, oh man. my gosh. Yeah. It's rough. Uh, Skeleton, yeah, it came, Skeletons Red Motorcycles. Castlevania yep. Legacy <laughs> of Darkness was the game where they added a werewolf. Mm. Uh, yeah, but it was the same game. Same game. Just with the werewolf. New couple new levels, a werewolf, mm. and a lady you could play as. Well, so. I thought Carrie, Carrie's in the original, I think, yeah? I can't remember. Who knows? She's the one with the projectiles. Oh, yeah. Two-page ad for Parasite Eve. Oh, there it is. Uh, from Squaresoft, the cinematic RPG. This is a big deal at the time. That was a big deal. And yeah. then there was a follow-up that was like on phones only. Mm, uh, 23rd birthday. Yeah, there's Parasite Eve 2 and then 23rd birthday, which is only on PSP. Yes, so it's kind of a I think weird there's a phone one, one too. Is there? Yeah. Here's a six page preview for Final Fantasy VIII, and they call it. They, <laughs> Why not eight pages? <laughs> there was a demo that was out in Japan, and so they oh, run cool. through the, the complete demo, and they even have warning demo spoiler. So spoilers, huh. spoilers were even a thing even back then. That's Did you awesome. like eight? Was eight a good one? No, no. I do not like it. All right. It. I, this is when they did. diverged from the super deformed characters. Yeah. No. No, thank you. Into that what? demo disc Into was like realistically on, uh, proportioned. Brave Fencer Musashi. Oh, right, like right, A right. lot of people got that game to play the Final Fantasy oh, uh, demo yeah. disc. That was like but some like, vendors in Metal Gear. People just bought I the love game demo disc yeah. era. That's they have so funny. breakdowns of all the FMVs mm. in the demo. Oh. So here's the FM, the intro FMV, and there's screenshots of like the whole thing. And here's the middle FMV, ending FMV, and they explain like what happens. Because <laughs> that was like part of the big draw. Yeah. So they figured out how to put a video yeah, in, in this in a magazine. magazine. <laughs> yeah, it's a flip book, basically. That's yeah. great. There's an ad for Tomb Raider 3. Mm -hmm. Adventures of Lara Croft. Back when she has like that Mor the Morpheus sunglasses. Well, yeah. yeah. This is a very different 
uh, depiction of Lara Croft than we get. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the bullets yep. are bigger. Yep. <laughs> yes. <They> sure are. There's <laughs> <laughs> also a preview of Rival Schools, which is my favorite fighting game of all time. We'll jump ahead to page 148. Let's see what we got on here. 148 pages. That's crazy. This is yeah. this is quite the beefy magazine. Okay. This game, I didn't. Do you guys know about this game called Apocalypse? No. Uh, the game is called Apocalypse, starring Bruce Willis. What? Wow. They Praise Bruce the Lord Willis's, and pass the ammunition. They have Bruce Willis's likeness, and then he did the voice acting. Wow. Yeah. Apocalypse. Oh, yeah. That's so Apocalypse, shame. starring Bruce Willis. That's insane. It, it's I have so funny, no recollection of that. Like games know. nowadays star actors, but yeah. they don't yeah. like, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yep. exactly. That's so funny. We uh, got to see if this Bruce Willis game existed. It did. There's, I think there might be There's a review of it. it. I think there might be a review of it in this issue. Wow. There's an ad for G Darius, which is an absolutely amazing uh, shooter on the PlayStation. Is that part of? I mean, probably, but it's part of the Darius series, yeah. Darius Twin and stuff. Yeah, all those are good stuff. games. Uh, and here's a preview of Metal Gear Solid. Oh, this is pre Metal Gear Solid being released. Again, it's, and, not, it's just and the point of reference at this point is only the NES Metal Gear game. So like, yeah, it's really funny yeah. to think yeah. about that. And which had yeah. been ten years mm-hmm. since mm-hmm. that. So yeah. Not even much of a. It couldn't have been that much of a Metal Gear fan base. Yeah, what a strange right. idea for a re, basically a reboot at the time. Uh, preview of Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest Seven. We just got Dragon Quest Eleven. Yes, yeah. that's not that many though. In that's, Twenty years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's we we just saw Final Fantasy Eight, and there's fifteen of those. Not yeah. counting like the fact that two of them were MMOs, and the spinoffs, and like, everything, the millions of spinoffs. And here's an ad that's interesting to us. This is an ad for ZD TV. As in Ziff, oh. Ziff Davis oh, TV. Really? Our corporate owners. What yeah. was it? Owners of IGN were launching, trying to launch a TV network. It says, having trouble scoring? Maybe you should stay home and watch TV. Hmm. Uh, the, the tagline is, ZDTV, television about computing. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got the moves but just can't seem to get any action, we've got the show for you. Oh, it's so sexualized. It's called GameSpot TV. One of many programs you'll find on ZDTV, the 24-hour television network dedicated to computing and the internet. Wow. Yeah. GameSpot was involved, too? Yeah. I what guess. was going on back then? So, <laughs> CBS nuts. owns GameSpot today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did Ziff right. own GameSpot at one point? And ZD uh, was a 100% different company than they are now. They yeah, re- relaunched with the same name, but it's not the same company. And here's a full-page ad for the aforementioned Thrill Kill. That what that was never was canceled before release. And it it looks says, like warning: Thrill Kill contains extremely graphic and violent scenes and subject matter. That was like the whole draw of the of the game. Wait, which one's Thrill Kill? The characters. It was a four-player fighter. We played this game. Yeah, like a, like, like a year ago for like some sort of yeah. We we had to do game some game. sort of feature. We yeah. we played this game. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Did you like it? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. <laughs> That's not a lot funny. of not a That's lot of great. like exciting reviews in this issue. I don't think. Let me see. It's all Stone Cold. Deadly Arts. Anyone remember Deadly Arts? Nope. Uh, Gex sixty four. Mm-hmm. Nope. Reviewed. What they give Gex? Not a good score, right? Sixes and fives. Sixes and five. Uh, let's see. Batman and Robin for PlayStation got threes and twos. Wow. But it was a great movie. Yeah. Future cut. Co- oh, G Darius. <laughs> Darius got eights and nines. That one's really good. Uh, Kula World working title. They reviewed a game with They're, a working yeah. title. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and like got, sending out code, but guys, we don't have the art or the name or the ready name for this yet. But we, just just tell give us it a number. Put it in your magazine. Mega Man Legends got six five seven six. 
That sounds about right. Yeah. Mm. And there's Resident Evil 2 Dual Shock Edition. Oh. I don't remember that being a thing, but they, re- okay, they, so they re-released change it for Dual Shock. Re-released Resident Evil 2 for the Dual Shock controller. Mm-hmm. So you got some high scores there. Well, it got seven, seven, nine, eight. Yeah. I love that a new controller came out and games were released. Yeah. You know, like re-released. to support that new controller. That's awesome. That Spy- happened with a 3DS. That's true. Yeah. They added that other slidey stick. Yeah. The boat. Yeah, I remember monster. Yeah, the monster. Boat, and then Hunter. they just added it in the nipple. The nub. Yeah. yeah. Oh, with the uh, yeah the the new one. They also reviewed Spice World, starring the Spice Girls. Yeah. That's one of the worst games I've ever played for this company. Oh, no. You played that for this Yeah, we did an Up at Noon video where we put the, <laughs> we put the nude code in. Oh, um, there's but a nude they all, code? There's a nude code, but they all look like Bratz dolls, and it doesn't actually show anything, not like we were looking for that, but <laughs> it just shows like this this weird like uh, pre-rendered shot of the five of them sitting in like director's chairs backwards, and you're like, <sighs> you don't see anything, and it's just it's horrible. And is, so is Did the you game. find that in our library, or did you have to buy it? No, it was in our library. Good work. Yeah. Where is it now? Never mind. In the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love this idea that you put in a nude code, but yep. then to to you know cater to the the younger audience we have, we then edit and blur it or something. Yeah, like that. no, totally. <laughs> the younger art, we would have to explain Spice Girls to our audience yeah. first. <laughs> yeah, seriously. How many games actually have a nude code? There can't actually be that. That's many. the only one I can there's, name. There's the Tomb Raider myth, yeah, but I'm pretty sure it's debunked. I, I yeah. was, okay, so when I first started working here full time, my job was to man our cheats inbox. So people mm-hmm. used to submit cheat codes. Oh. And then sometimes they're real, sometimes they weren't. We'd have these various ways of verifying them. The most common was, fake was cheat Raider. code oh, that's funny. was Nude Master Chief. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. It was it was like this infinite meme. It would just like somebody knew it out. Like all these little kids would send in like nude Master Chief code, and then it would be like the but, fake button commands. That's so weird. I in, love that we all just want to know what he looks like. But yeah. people want to know what he likes. Like I want to know what, what he, he looks really? like from top to bottom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Yoshi sixty four, if you eat eight eggs in thirty seconds, you can see his balls. <laughs> that's, that's a Fun lie. Fact. It's not true. <laughs> people are typing that in right now. <clears throat> You can probably see his balls because people drew them. Yeah. (laughs) It's out there somewhere. (laughs) And that brings us to Video Game 20 Questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Rod Meyer. Let the questioning begin. Well, I I took Justin's spot. Uh So now I'm Justin Davis. There we go. Does your character wear a hat? Hmm... Can you define hat? Oh, what? Oh, it's gonna be one of these ones. <laughs> so, like, it, maybe it like goes a, on your head. no, like a helmet could be a hat. Uh, yeah, but those aren't yes. Like Toad, Captain Toad, right? Okay, what's up with that dude? Can you take Just, off a piece of headgear? Yeah, is he wearing a piece of headgear that you can take off? Yes, it's Toad. Okay, it's a removal. <laughs> <laughs> it's toad. toad doesn't. That's no, part no, of his. Part of that's part of his. Head. Oh yeah, I but uh, they... he does have the the light the the lantern on his. Okay. Yeah, but then they said the NES was NES, and now I just don't trust him. I don't like that either. Uh, I don't like could him. This game have been in this issue of EGM. <laughs> no. Oh, so that means it's, it's a modern either... game. Post ninety eight. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. I guess, nice. I guess. October ninety. Broke my brain there. Yeah. Um. Can you see your hands in this game? Yes. Well, you can see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Is this game exclusive to one console? It was for a time. Oh, oh interesting. Was this made in Japan? Yes. Oh. Let's um, figure out Sony or Nintendo then. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, it wouldn't be exclusive to Nintendo and then go somewhere else. Do we want to figure out which? <laughs> but it could be something that was on one Nintendo console that then got ported to the Switch. Pets. Oh. The Pets Initiative. Oh, okay. Port everything to Switch. Correct. Yeah. Um, it took us half a game sweep to figure that it's out. It's sounding <laughs> more and more like Captain Toad. <laughs> it's, it, it does sound a lot like Captain Toad. Yeah. <laughs> so if I got it on the first question, I'll just say it. Oh, Justin man. has me the thing. Um, <laughs> You have to collect treasure in this game? No. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, uh, we would have got in seven questions. <laughs> but that wouldn't have been that a record. That would have been good. Probably not. Yeah. Would have been good. What is the record? I think, I think like I exactly seven, seven questions. Seven is oh, Wow. Maybe the record, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Was this on Sony consoles? Uh. Eventually. Sony, okay. Eventually. Okay. So that's right. Oh. Eventually. So it was an exclusive, and then it ended up on Sony. So. Yeah, but we should figure out where it started. Yeah, how could that not have been on Sony yeah. to begin with? So yeah. an Xbox or a Nintendo game that ended up on Sony. Things are going well on this platform that's not selling as well. Let's try it over <laughs> in the big leagues. Um, <laughs> Is it a Dreamcast game? <laughs> was this, uh, let's get maybe an era, too. Mm-hmm. Or are we just not cool. going to get this one? Should we just give up? What? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can We're definitely see, not going to get it with the 13. Can you see the dinosaur's balls in this game? <laughs> no. no. Um, Sorry. Uh, is this part of the... Uh, oh, shoot. That's hard. because The we, Xbox 360 generation. I was going to say the Xbox 360, PS3, and Wii mm-hmm. generation? Mm-hmm. No. No. Oh. Is it from the generation prior? Yes. Okay. Oh. Okay, so this is so N64, Xbox. Game, Xbox. Something. No. Like GameCube. GameCube. PS2. Xbox, PS2. And something, this game came out on something and then ended up on PS2, which actually was a com- that That is something that, that could happen. So Resident Evil yeah, 4 is Resident one of those Evil games. Resident Evil Code Killer Veronica 7. was yeah, on that, Dreamcast that, and then ended sequels? up on PS2. Does it have sequels? Yes. And that's 10. Yeah, okay. So, um, so it wouldn't be something like Killer 7, which launched on GameCube and then went to PS2. D- that sounds like it would be that. Something yeah, like that. But is this, didn't, a, this didn't get sequels. Yeah. Yeah. Is this a Capcom game? Yes. Yeah. So it's oh, probably Resident Evil It's got to be Resident Evil. Either four or Code Veronica, but I, okay. Is it? Is it? Uh, okay. Wait, but he doesn't wear a hat. Oh, neither. None of them do. Yeah, Leon. Leon doesn't oh, wear a hat. Yeah. Or, does he have anything on his head? He has hair. No, he's he's the very notable. And then in Code Veronica, it's Claire and Chris. Neither of them wearing hats. Why are we talking Who about the Code f- Veronica? Because that was on Dreamcast and got ported to PS2. Wait, but what else did no, Mega but Man? It's from that generation. That's true. Mega Man is a Capcom character that wears a thing on his head. What were the other? What were the other? So Killer Seven, Piano Three. Yeah, didn't get ported. Uh, the Capcom Five was only three games. There were no. There was um, no Okami. It's not that. What is? Wasn't there one other? Anyway, all right. Beautiful no, Joe. No More Heroes was after Killer Seven. Beautiful Joe was the one. Beautiful Joe. Which was a, a really which was a GameCube game made by Capcom that yeah. got ported to PlayStation yes. where he wears a hat and you could see the motherfucker's hands. He oh. has like goggles. Yeah. Okay, so how do we H- know that? Henshin a go-go, baby. But there were also two Beautiful Joe games. Yeah, can you manip- manipulate time in this game? Yes. Ah. Resident Evil 4. <laughs> no. um, is, is this Beautiful Joe? Yes. Yes! Woo! Good work. That was 13, right. 13 questions. I knew there was another Capcom. Yes. That's that to good. make up for GameScoop 500. Did you guys yeah. screw it up? <laughs> oh, yeah, they didn't get it. They didn't get it. Oh, not even close, and we wouldn't have. No. Really? It was I'll, on I'll the just, ninth I'll give you question. all these clues. <laughs> I'm going to give you a set of clues, all right? Okay. It's, <laughs> Here we go. 
No, you won't get it. <laughs> I don't okay. On the 19th question, Damon's only hint was you guys are nowhere near the answer. Oh my <laughs> no, no, his hint was it, it's a game that meant a lot to me. But yeah, it was a, yeah. uh, a DS game. Uh, I'll just say it. It's a DS puzzle game. Um, but it was made pic- in America. Pictobits? No, no. Um, it was made in Australia. Or made in Australia. Which which one? DS Polarium? No, it was Puzzle Quest. Oh, man. I, I, I don't one. think we would have gotten no, that. No, no, no. I never would have gotten no, that. No, one time we got tripped up on a similar game, Scribble Knots, because that yeah. was a puzzle mm. game on DS, but made in America. And like, I just don't associate those things. Oh, but the yeah. Who Am I's went really well. I also don't those consider, were, yeah. my brain doesn't consider Scribble Knots a puzzle game, even though it basically yeah, that's, is. Yeah. That was kind yeah. of an argument on the show. Yeah. I don't know what that's else would one. be what you would how many, categorize it as. We how many times? 500 for all the people that haven't listened to it yet. How many times in GameScoop history, it's a great episode, you should listen to the rest of it, where they don't screw up the 20 questions. How many times in GameScoop history have you not have they not gotten the question right? Oh, it's like all the time. All the time? Yeah, I think their win rate is like sixty percent of the time. We really? Have a, but we have I heard new... you guys were on a streak. Yeah, I've that never hundred than ruined. Well, yeah. I don't think I've ever been on a losing episode. Mm. Me really? neither. Yeah, I've only been on like four episodes, <laughs> but so we got it every that's, time. That's that's a, that's a good. <laughs> there's ratio. somebody manning the wiki again now. Someone out with there with this information. Oh, yeah. in it, and there's they've like this been tracking it, but they haven't added it to the wiki. Oh, it's in a spreadsheet. Yeah, they've built the spreadsheet. Oh yeah, he was like, "How do I add it?" Please, they will probably be the one to let me know. I need to be in touch with that person. So if you guys have communicated with each other, they'll be the one to let me know that I have been on a losing episode. Because I'm sure it's yeah. happened. <laughs> As for Beautiful Joe, released in 2003, mm-hmm. GameCube first, and then to, it came to PS2 a year later. Yeah, what a fun game. I just cool. want, I, I was thinking about this that the other came day. Out the summer, I think. Too. There was a time in our life, or many times in our lives, where we thought we would get 2D Castlevanias every year. We'd mm-hmm. get multiple sequels to Beautiful Joe. We'd get a whole bunch of portals, and then it just never happened. Yeah. So yeah. just hold on to what you got and yeah. enjoy we the games get, you have because we did get a new Mega Man we did get a new Mega After Man after a long 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 time we've got a lot true. of Guitar Heroes yes many, and now many guitar heroes. Monster Hunter World is Capcom's best selling game of all time so mm-hmm. get ready for more Monster Hunter mm-hmm. yep and get ready mm-hmm. for a beautiful Joe helmet in Monster Hunter <laughs> Uh, all right, I guess that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Uh, thanks for joining us here at the end, filling in for Justin, Mark. Yep. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Brian. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com or omegacops at IGN.com. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. <laughs>